Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Kirsty and Isaac here with the Sprint to Profit podcast episode number three. This podcast was developed by and for Amazon sellers to highlight the very best strategies on how to grow your Amazon business. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to double your sales without doubling your ACoS, basically without spending so much more money on advertising. If you haven't heard of us before, or you just need a quick refresher, let us give you an idea of why this is the right place for you right now. See, we both started selling back on Amazon in 2013, and we have millions of dollars of sales under our belts each. And together, we've guided well over 1,000 Amazon sellers to creating more successful Amazon businesses by simplifying their strategies and getting clear on their objectives. Well, that said, I think it's probably time for us to get into our first point on how to double your sales without doubling your ACoS. And that basically is to have a good product. We've talked about this twice now in our uh, other you know, first two episodes, but basically a product that is good will get you good reviews. And so don't be complacent with the product choice. Don't allow yourself to get the cheap version or you know, uh, basically you don't have to go and get the, the golden toilet version of everything, the best you know, that's ever been out there. But the idea here is that you want to have a really good product that actually performs, does the function you say it does, and that will help you obviously get good reviews ongoing. Yeah. So in order for us to sell more, right, when, of course, most people are obsessed with traffic, which is where your ACoS comes from, right? Because what we're doing is we're sending, usually with um, ACoS, we're looking at Amazon PPC, Amazon sponsored ads as the main traffic driver. Now, the problem with that is, is that if you're just sending traffic to something that people don't want to buy, then guess what? Your ACoS is going to be massive. And that's why, you know, you're going to spend a lot of money on PPC and people are like, why don't they want to, you know, why am I spending all this money on PPC? You need to find what the root cause is. And with a lot of people, it's because they don't have a good product and they've got bad reviews. So it doesn't mean to say the product itself won't sell. It's just that you've sourced a bad version of it. Mm-hmm. It breaks or for whatever reason, right? Or you might not have enough reviews or a good star rating to be able to get that conversion. So that's something that you really need to get focused on. We've worked with a lot of people that um, their review rating has been below 4.2, yeah, 4.2 stars. Now, the problem with that is now is that it looks like a four star, right? So you actually then need to get more good reviews to be able to get that rating up. So it's hard to do that when you've got a lot of those reviews. You need to physically do something about the product and make sure that the product is good um, before you even spend any money on PPC or getting your reviews and all that good stuff. Yeah. And a really good way to get reviews is obviously have an email follow-up sequence or basically, you know, request the review from that button on Amazon you pretty much have to follow up in some way, shape, or form because you can't just leave it up to Amazon to go ahead and ask for those reviews as they won't be the best. They won't ask for it in the best way. They won't be polite about it. They won't necessarily, you know, um, give any sort of customer experience benefit to them. So you really should probably have something that goes out there and ask people, hey, you know, did you like the product? Or, you know, I guess you don't say it exactly like that, but basically, would you like to leave a review for the product? And then you basically just give them the link to, to review it on Amazon. Without that, you probably are going to suffer the idea of not getting enough reviews, not getting fast enough. The rest of your market's going to leave you behind. Because um, as somebody once told me, the money is in the follow-up. If you don't follow up with people, they won't do anything. They won't take any action. And that's really where your reviews come from is that follow-up sequence. So I highly encourage you to do that. 
And yeah, you know, if you have a bad product, <laughs> following up with good reviews or following up with the email review sequence, probably not going to help because you're just going to get a bunch of bad ones. So you got to fix the product first. Yeah. So with that email sequence, one way to avoid that is to actually get them to write back to you. So rather than just say, hey, go and do this for us, because at the end of the day, they don't really care about you. They just care about themselves, which yeah. is a good point, right? They're your customer. Why would they care what you're doing? So essentially ask them how they feel about it. And you would love to understand their feedback for you. What that does is, is that they send you their feedback. So number one, you can essentially uh, weed out any problems that there are and you can help fix those problems if there's something wrong with the product. So you can stop the bad ratings. And then obviously if it's a great one, happy days, then just say to them, hey, we would love you to um, help us leave that feedback on Amazon for us, right? Yeah. That's it. You're not breaking TOS. You're literally just asking them for the feedback. So you get some information and also you help grow your business as well at the same time. And I just want to be clear when you're saying feedback, you're just talking about the product feedback, not seller feedback. So yes, essentially a yes. review, but you're asking them for feedback on the product, not to leave seller feedback because that's pretty, yeah. pretty much not, it's not that important on Amazon. No, that's not important. But equally, the way you word it to the customer is still important because you can't directly ask them for a positive review, right? Yeah. So that's without... Um, not within TOS. So the way you word things is very important and you're asking them for product feedback to you specifically. And then you want them to f leave that as product feedback on Amazon, right? Okay. And you can direct them to where, where that's going to be. Yeah. 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 And so that's pretty much the, the first way to get your business to get double conversion essentially and not grow your ACoS is by having a good product in the first place. Because without it, it's going to be very hard and an uphill battle no matter how much money you spend on it. The second way is actually probably one of the things I pride myself on focusing on, and that's get better conversion by using the bullet points to talk about benefits to the consumer instead of features. And this is something that, you know, we see all the time. People always want to say it's like, you know, sturdy material, durable, lightweight, you know, portable. These are all like features, right? So those aren't actually benefits until you explain how that is a good thing for them. So lightweight. So maybe you can pick it up and, and move it easily, right? So that's a benefit, pick up and move easily. That's the benefit. So when we talk about these features, people flood their, their page with features, but that doesn't mean anything to the customer because they don't clearly understand why that's going to be helpful. You have to physically write it on there and explain it so clearly that, you know, anybody who reads it understands how it's going to be beneficial. So, you know, if it's, if it's lightweight and they can pick it up and go, maybe it's like, you know, I always use this example of, take it to the beach, right? So like maybe it's something that they take to the beach. It's easy enough to pick up and take to the beach. Cool. That's a benefit. Or, you know, if it's like, you know, stuff with like babies or whatever, like, you know, pick it up and carry in one arm with the baby in your other arm. So like, it's not heavy and you're not like burdened down or whatever. So it's a lot of, you know, even hands-free, you know, keeping your hands available to hold your baby as opposed to carrying a bunch of stuff around. That's, that's a benefit, not necessarily the feature. So like maybe a shoulder strap versus a, a handle on a bag or something like that. Uh, but yeah, those are actual benefits and people don't clearly write these out. What they usually do, and this is a, is a good tip if you're, if you're writing features into your listing, look at your bullet points and then usually like the last five to six words are you where you put the benefit. So like they have to read all the way through that, that, that bullet point to see at the very end, you say, to make your life easier some way or shape or form. And that's what actually the benefit should be. And that should be at the front of the bullet, not at the end of the bullet point. So that's what we always want to say when we say prioritize, create those bullet points with benefits instead of features. Yeah. And a good way to think about this as well is what's the emotional benefit that the customer is going to get from this? Yeah. So as we've talked about in previous podcasts, who's your ideal client? 
understand who they are and what's the benefit that this product is going to give to them on an emotional level, yeah. not just the physicality of using the product. Yeah. And again, we, we brought it up before as well. How does it solve their problems? How do they feel when that problem's solved? What's the reason why they're buying it in the first place? Essentially, don't say buy this product, but essentially the reason why they're looking for it in the first place is probably what you should be stating in your bullet points so that they were very clear about how their problems are going to be solved. Yeah. Because you, your, your listing is marketing copy for your customer. They have to know and they have to connect with it pretty much straight away to even bother looking at the, the listing in the first place, mm -hmm. but that's what's going to get the conversion. That's going to get the click from your Amazon sponsored ad to get them to actually purchase the product, right? Yeah. So always focus on the conversion factors, not just the traffic itself. Yeah, because I mean, changing your bullet points doesn't cost you a single thing. Just takes a little bit of time to understand your consumer a little bit better, understand their problems, how you're helping them, make it clear, defined. Don't try to hide behind some sort of like, you know, poetic script or weird, you know, weird way to say things. Everybody's always wants to say like, well, I'm not a very good writer. You don't have to be. All you got to do is tell people exactly why they're wanting the product. Why are they looking for it in the first place? If you just think about it more logically than, you know, creatively, it's a lot easier to write these bullet points yourself to actually get people to buy. And the reason why we talk about bullet points specifically is because those are the heavy lifters for conversion. If you just make them very succinct to the point, here's the benefit of why you want to get this product that will then stop them from having to read a bunch of other stuff. It'll stop them from going to another page. They'll go ahead and hit add to cart or buy now. And that's what you want. You don't want them to become, you know, necessarily an expert through a Wikipedia page on this thing and just give them the hard hitting good stuff. We call them the headlines, give them the headlines, make sure that they understand this and they won't go anywhere else to buy it from someone else. So that's yeah. the idea. And a great tip to, if you struggle with this, because I think a lot of people when they first start out, um, they, they struggle with it because they don't understand number one, the importance, but then think they can't come up with this stuff. So just look at some other bestsellers out there. Even, you know, of course your own products, look at the reviews, look at the language that people use in those reviews, because those are your customers. Those are the people, and obviously use the five-star ones for this specific thing, because those are the benefits as to why they like the product, right? So use their language because guess what? That's going to literally talk to how the customer is going to view this product. So that's a great way of doing it. And just find maybe five different things from those reviews that people use this thing, this thing for and pick out the emotional benefit that it's got to them. So it's usually the why they did it in the first place, right? So I said, yeah. I, I like this thing because it has this because it helps me do this. Yeah. It's usually the last bit. You'll always hear like, oh, I've got a son who does this or my wife has this problem and that's why I got this. That's exactly what you should be writing in your copy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do that exercise and you'll come up with a wealth of, um, of good graphic detail that you can actually put in your listings as benefits. Yeah. And so now that you got your good product, you've got good bullet points, then essentially the third thing you want to do is actually create secondary or auxiliary images that mimic the main benefits of the product to give a visual experience of what it's like to use the product. Now, this is something that not a lot of people do. So first of all, people are going to say, well, can you put text into images and all this other stuff? In the secondary images, you pretty much, yes, you can. You can't do it on your main images according to TOS, Terms of Service from Amazon. But we highly encourage you to be very clear about what these images are. And you can put a little text overlay. So it's like a kind of like a uh, slightly transparent uh, frame with some text in it. So like if your knees hurt and you're taking turmeric or whatever as a supplement, you could say, you know, relieve knee tension or knee inflammation or whatever. And you could actually say that and you can show somebody, you know, getting up off their chair or something. And that's going to show that it's actually physically helping them. So you actually don't want to become 
you know, people don't understand art. So the more artistic you are with your images, the harder it is for them to actually relay that or to experience what that message is trying to say. If you just clearly state, and again, this just comes down to logic and benefits and saying what it actually is. If you just put that text right on there so that they understand that that image is meaning to say this thing, you're going to get a lot better conversion and it's going to help you from spending a lot of money on the, on the you know, ads and stuff like that because people won't be clicking away once they get in there. And that's really, I guess, the importance of showing it in, instead of just saying it as well. But you also have to say it on the image as well. Yeah. So think of your listing and your secondary images as a magazine advertorial, right? So if you think about when you flick through a magazine you see something of a product or something that's that calls to you and then you open up the next page and then it tells you a little bit more about the story. And then on the next page is a different part of the story. That's exactly what you're trying to create with your listing. It's the same stuff that they use on Pinterest. It's the same stuff that they use on Instagram. So that's the kind of thing that you want to do. You want to connect with the ideal client and you want to have one benefit per image because that's the other thing that we see all the time is you know, you've got a picture of the product and then you've got all these different things, which are usually features, not benefits, um, as to how to use this thing. And it's so small that it, no one's even going to look at that anyway and it's just going to like, look like a blob, right? So if you've got an image like that, look at that image, pick out what those features are, turn them into benefits and then just create images for all those things. Because I reckon probably most people will have an image like that which mm -hmm. shows the features of the product. Yeah. So just turn those into the main benefits yeah. and create an image around it. And as, and as you said, you know, put a title on there to make it pretty obvious what it is. Also, if you've got a problem that needs solving with the product. So for instance, um, I had a product and there's different sizing that comes with it. So uh, people were buying the wrong size. So what I did was create an image that clearly showed them how to choose the product and my return rates dramatically dropped. Mm -hmm. So, Think about that as well. If you've got a problem, it's not an in, it's not an inherent problem with the product, but the way that they use it, the way that um, people are getting confused about it, then put that into the images as well. That's a great way to number one explain before they buy, um, and it also helps your conversion because they know exactly the thing that they should be buying. Yeah, and you could even use images that show how to use the product, so you can kind of say like step one, do this; step two, do this; step three, yeah. do this. And that's you know for things that aren't very clear on how to use it, it's a great way. I actually was looking for a screen protector for a phone yesterday and I was like, okay, well, how easy is it to install? So then I watched their little, I looked at their images and then I watched a little video and I was like, okay, I'm pretty convinced this is pretty easy. Of course, it wasn't as easy when I tried it myself, but <laughs> you know, maybe I'm not an expert at installing them. I don't know, but uh, that's, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great way. You know, you can look at your um, questions and answers. Mm -hmm. So see the most common questions that are getting asked. You can turn those into images and then you can also turn that into a video. If you've got access to video through brand registry, you can actually turn those questions and answers into a video. It's solving all the problems that people are asking before they're buying the product and it's going to increase your conversion rate. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's like, you know, a lot of people, like you were saying with size, people are like, well, I don't know how big this is. Show up a, a normal size person and say, hey, you know, maybe this is a person that's six foot tall. Here's how big it is compared to them for scale, just so you know. Yeah. Giving those people like that kind of information up front uh, it, again, like you said, it sets their expectations, it decreases your return rate, and it helps them enjoy the experience a lot easier without trying to click back and forth and figure out which one's right from them between yours and somebody else's or whatever. Yeah, so it's really going to help increase your conversion rate for sure. Yeah. So then we've talked about three different ways to help you basically get better conversion. That's uh, create a better product or get a better product or have a good product. 
Um, you know, make sure that your bullet points are looking great with benefits up front. And then essentially, you know, make sure that you have, uh, you know, the images that mimic the benefits or they, they talk about the main benefits. Now we want to talk about getting traffic, free traffic that you can essentially get that, uh, you know, you don't have to pay for anything with your advertising. And it actually helps your advertising perform better when you do these things. So the next thing is basically get more free sessions by having a main image that stands out. And this is something that we see a lot of people try to differentiate their product. They say, okay, I'm going to add some bonus products to my thing. I'm going to bundle it with something else. In reality, your main image is the thing that will get you the most, you know, uh, standout stuff and it costs you nothing extra essentially. So what we like to do is we'll actually have, a, you know, maybe if we have to use packaging in our image or whatever, if everybody else is doing the same exact thing, we want to do something different. So zig when they zag. So if everybody else has got black boxes and, and clear, you know, screen protectors or whatever, I'll just use a screen protector because that's what I'm looking at right now. You maybe have a red box and a clear screen protector. That red will stand out on that page completely. Make sure you're kind of, you know, cropping out extra space. Make sure you're using all that square up. And then basically just have something that stands out. Because again, if everything looks the same, how are you going to get those sales? How are you going to get those clicks? No one's going to pick you just because you think it looks good. It's going to have to actually catch their eye. And that we talk about, we, we mock up, we, you know, we create a page one doing a screenshot of the, the search results from Amazon. We'll put our little image over some of the on page one already and just see what we call the six foot test. And maybe you can explain that. Yeah. So what you want to do is take your main keyword. So the, the keyword that you're going to get the most traffic on, put that into Amazon. So type that in, hit obviously uh, search <laughs> and see the search results on page one. So what you want to do, get those, get that search result. And you want to do this on a desktop rather than obviously your phone right yeah. now. And just screenshot the, that main, what that main page looks like. It's probably going to be what the first, probably two or three rows, right? Yeah. And you don't have to see. zoom out using like the, you know, zoom out function on your browser or whatever, but yeah. So you can get yeah. all And first up, what you want to do is just look at all the images. Just say which one stands out, which one stands out the most. Now, the, I mean, we've done this um, recently with a lot of people and it's amazing how many categories look exactly the same. It's very difficult as a customer then to differentiate between which one I'm going to even click on, right? So yep. to get that click and get that traffic. The one that really stands out is the one you automatically are just going to click on just because it's a little bit different because the only other way you're going to differentiate is through price, which is you don't want to be in that game. So that's what you want to look at. Which ones are standing out? If nothing's standing out, then you say, okay, which one? How can I make mine different enough for it to stand out? Yep. Like you said, we can put packaging in there. Even if you don't have packaging, you can create packaging for now. And if, if it stands out enough, you can maybe create that in the future. But we use different techniques. We, we color our products. So this is a really good thing when you're actually researching your products. When you've decided which ones you want to do, you want to do this at that point because you want to maybe create the product in a different way, different color, et cetera, to make it stand out versus everyone else, even if it's just a handle that's different color. Yep. And the other thing you can do, which is very effective, is reorient the, the product. So if it's pointing downwards, if everyone's pointing downwards, you want to point upwards, those types of things. Or the opposite direction. Or the opposite yeah, direction. Like yeah, that. so whatever way everyone else is doing it, because guess what? Most people are lazy and they look at the thing and go, oh, everyone's doing that. I need to copy what they're doing because they must be good, right? Yep. So you just want to be different enough to stand out. And can't stress enough how simple yet effective this technique is. And as soon as you do it, if you do it with an existing product now, get, get a few images mocked up how you think it could look, 
put that on, see which one stands out, and then show, then actually literally put it on your listing. Most of the time, I would say 95% of the time, you will have some uplift in traffic, obviously, but also sales because it's the yeah. click. You've got everything else working on your conversion. And it's, it's, it's one of the key things that you can do for very small expense. Yeah. And then basically, once you have that mocked up from that screenshot, just stand back, you know, back up from your screen and then look, does that thing look like it's actually standing out from the page versus everything else? That's what we talk about the six foot rule. So from six feet away, can you spot yours instantly? Yeah. That's how you can get those sessions. And uh, if you heard Isaac's voice change there, that's because he literally stood back from his, uh, <laughs> from his microphone. I didn't take the microphone with me. <laughs> It's for uh, effect right there. So if you're not yeah. watching this on YouTube or something, yeah, you'll you'll have heard me walk away, but you don't want you wouldn't have seen me do it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that I mean that main image standing out is, is it's the the cheapest best way to get your product clicks and sales. And I would say this again, like you said, even before you pick your product, what color you're going to use and what kind of you know. Uh, maybe design of it slightly different, maybe so that way you can actually stand out from the image, not necessarily the function, but the actual image itself can mm. help you stand out. And I would say, because this is happens all the time and I, I did it as well, is that when everybody copies you, don't moan about it, just switch it up, like yeah. do something else because it's actually quite good. If everybody's doing the same thing, then you, you're the one that was leading the charge, right? Yeah. And so you need to then zig where they zag. So mm -hmm. yeah, they copied you, happy days or, you know, you don't cry in your beer too long, but basically you want to then go, great, I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to, you know, increase my sales again. Exactly. So it can be frustrating, but you just need to be on top of it and, and then change something up. Yep. Cool. So that was the third, or the, sorry, the fourth way is to basically get more sessions with a main image that stands out. And the fifth way is be competitively priced either at or below your main competitors. This is something that people often overlook because let's face it, inherently people want to sell for the highest price so they can get the most money back. But the customer doesn't want to pay the highest price. That's what you ever, everybody has to understand. There is a market demand on Amazon. You can see it from the existing sellers that are there, what price people want to pay. So if current people are spending, you know, if, if they're selling at $15, well, you should be around that $15, maybe $14 mark. So that way you can actually get sales. This doesn't cost you anything extra in ads. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And if you plan for it up front, it's actually an expected price. So if you're selling at 14 versus $15, you'll know that at this price, I get this percent return. I get this percent of profit margin. And that's what I've always expected. So this is actually Jeff Bezos's business model. He says, show me your margins. I'll show you the opportunity, right? So if you can show where you can actually fit your product in there at the margin that basically makes sense to the customer, you can actually get more sales and more clicks and more traffic because being priced competitively helps you get that advantage. Yeah. And this is a very underused, but very effective marketing tool. So I think generally when we, when we start to work with people, there, there can be a fear around, well, do I look cheaper than everyone else? Or, you know, but mine's worth more than that. Essentially, you're only, this is when you're actually launching your product and you're, you're coming up with your ideas and you're working out the numbers. This is where you need to set the price, as you said, because you're going to, basically build all your costs around what you're going to sell it for. It is one of the, the key marketing P's, regardless if there's four, seven or eight now, however many there is when I was at school, it was four, right? But now it's like 10 or something. But basically price has never changed. It's always, it's always in there because it's the benchmark that the customer is prepared to pay. Now, of course, you can differentiate through price from a, from a higher price perspective as well. 
The thing is, all you've got to need to know is if you're in a high volume category and you need high volume to get to that page one and everyone, and there's, a, there's a benchmark pricing, you need to be competitive with that pricing to be on page one and hit that volume. Yeah. It's, and, it's a volume game. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously with price, it's, it's, again, it's already set there. You don't have to like get crazy with it and like drop it way down, but essentially customers are buying, which means they're telling you that's what they're willing to pay. So you can't just create your own price. You can't sell it whatever you want. And I use that example of the golden toilet. Um, this is a story I've told many a times, but essentially if you think that you're going to make the best version of a product, it doesn't necessarily mean the customer wants to buy. And I use this example. It's like selling golden toilets versus regular porcelain white toilets. They're sure there are probably three or four or five people that want a golden toilet, but it's probably going to cost, you know, half a million dollars versus a regular toilet, which is a couple hundred dollars. You're going to get a lot more sales where the customers are actually currently demanding the product, which is the hundred, couple hundred dollar toilet, right? Not the million or half a million dollar toilet. So understand that your quality has to be good, but you don't have to go over the top to the point where you're outpricing yourself from the market. You have to be within the market's demand. People buying this type of quality at this price, you have to be there too. And that's where you're going to get the most sales and get the most sessions and get the most clicks and everything like that. So that's what we really want to stress is that don't create the golden toilet version of something, create the best you can get for the price that you need to sell at. So that's how you have to think. You have to think like a consumer and you have to think like, you know, hey, can I get this product at this quality at this price? If yes, then that's great. That's what you need to do. Yeah. And one of the quickest ways to drive traffic for a short period of time would be to drop your price to be very, very competitive, get the juice that you need to push you up those rankings and then put your price back up to where you are. And that also helps, you know, your ACOS because guess what, what you're going to be doing is, is actually driving the traffic naturally and getting more conversion through your ads as well. So use it as a lever, you know, use it as a benchmark. This is, you know, this is where I need to be competitive to get everyday pricing. And then you can also use it as a promotional tool as well. And it's very quick, cheap, and easy yep. to do. And and you'll see results probably within a couple of hours or a day or oh, two yeah. instead of yeah. like, you know, months of testing. So highly recommend doing that as well. So then the sixth way is basically use only relevant keywords for your listing and sponsored ads. Essentially, if you're spending and trying to stuff a bunch of things in there, your spend's going to go out of control. You're going to be found for irrelevant terms. People are going to click on it, but not buy, which means that you're spending money that's not coming back to you. And ideally, you try to, you know, basically get the most relevant main keywords, the things that are related to your product in there. Don't like throw the words iPhone or, you know, Kindle in there just because they're highly searched on Amazon. That doesn't help you get sales. Only the relevant stuff matters because that's how you're going to actually, you know, get up in the rankings. And the idea here is that if you have the right relevant keywords and your product is actually, you know, moving in the right direction, then essentially you'll get better ranking because your conversion is going to go up, which means then Amazon's going to try to give you more traffic and you'll start to kind of climb the ladder and keyword ranking for those search terms. So the idea here is the more you try to stuff, the more harmful it'll actually be towards your listing and your sessions and your conversion. And that's when you're going to spend more money on ads as well. Mm. And also, Isaac, would you say that once you understand um, the keywords that are the most relevant, so, you know, using more, you know, analyzing your search term report, understanding those terms that are the most relevant, you want to spend more money on those terms, right? Because For they're sure. converting higher. Yeah. So, you know, it's not a spray and pray approach, right? It's just spend on the ones that are actually converting yeah. for your product, which will help your ACOS because essentially what, what you're doing is you're spending on the stuff that you know is going to convert. Yeah. And I, I mean, 
again, you might have like a research campaign that kind of goes out there and finds some good data for you, but you don't spend as much money on that as the, the converting ones that you already have and you know that are working. So it's a great way to understand the effects and the objectives and the strategies behind your ads, but also the keywords that you choose even within the listing. And that's all free. All the keywords that you put into your listing are there added for free that help you get relevancy, traffic, and ranking on Amazon. So highly recommend using mostly relevant or pretty much only relevant keywords for those uh, subject matters and search terms and all that stuff. Yeah. And I would, I would just say that because, you know, the title of this podcast is how to double your sales without doubling your ICOS, because I think that's the number one thing that people feel that they need to do is, is to spend on Amazon PPC. They don't really know what they're doing it for and they're just focused on the ACOS. If you just focus on the key things that we've just talked about here, but also just really get focused on your conversion, then if you've got a high conversion rate, it doesn't matter about the traffic that's coming to it because it's going to convert. You know it's going to convert. And if you send that, make sure that you send the relevant traffic through relevant keywords on Amazon sponsored ads, it's just going to have this compound effect. So we've worked with people, they've had, you know, doing over $100,000 sales a year and they had very low conversion rates. So just by working with them, on getting from a conversion rate of say 8% to 18% or 20%, essentially, you know, that's over doubling their business by just focusing on the key things that we've, that we've talked about here. And it's, it, you know, you don't need to pay anyone to do that. You can do it yourself. You just need to understand the steps behind it. Yeah. And again, like, you know, sending traffic at that point is actually, you're more confident that you can do it because you have the high conversion rate. You're confident that when you send more sessions and more people to your listing, that they're actually going to convert at roughly the same rate as well. So again, you're not doubling your, your ad spend. You're essentially, you know, maximizing the opportunity of what that ad spend is going to do once it's there. So highly recommend going through these six steps, guys, make sure that you add them to your listings and, and make sure your product's good in general. So as a quick recap, Basically, the first way to get a, you know, doubling your sales without doubling your ACoS is to have a good product that will get good reviews and don't be complacent in your product choice with that. The second way is get better conversion with bullet points to talk about benefits instead of features. The third way is create secondary images that mimic the main benefits that basically that gives the visual experience of what it's like to use the product. The fourth way is to get more sessions with a main image that stands out. The fifth way is be priced at or below your main competitors. And the sixth way is use only relevant keywords for your listing and sponsored ads. Otherwise, your ad spend will be hard to control. And now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. If you like what you heard today on our show, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with friends who might get value out of it as well. See you on the next show and we wish you the best in your business and for yourself. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreel.com for some absolutely free training.